Blog Talk Radio. technical difficulties which just is just, just, just this is just not a good day for me so I hope I could have some fun on this show because this day sucked yeah major amounts of huge buttocks terrible day and then I had technical difficulties getting on the show then I couldn't get on the show then it said I was on the show but I had already started to get back on the show a second time, but I was already on the show. So I had to disconnect the first time that I was on the show to come back and be on the show. And here I am, Commissioner T, on the show. <sighs> I never, ever wanted a day to end so bad. Just bring me January 3rd. Please, just bring me January 3rd. I'm going to do a do-over. Tomorrow, no, 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 I have to finish the mess from today, tomorrow, so I need a couple of days. One day this week's going to be a do-over. I'm letting everybody know. We're going to do New Year's Eve again, and we're going to the ball going to drop. Everybody go back to Times Square. Everybody go back to the parties you were at Sunday night, okay? Matter of fact, we're yeah, just, we just going to just rewind the clock. I'm going to do the whole Superman thing. I'm going to go, y'all ever see the movie Superman when Lois died and he got so mad he flew around the earth backwards to make the earth go back? And it, you ever wish you could do I need to do that. I need to do that, okay? I really do. All right, we know that ain't happening. So here I am, Commissioner T, the Madden Voice. We are here. It's playoff time. And, um, you know, as a special treat for the playoffs, guess what, guys? I got a full house tonight. Can you believe it? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, I'm sorry, Jim. We're going to talk about playoffs. We actually are. And, and we've got the entire crew. First time in a while, we've got everybody back on the Madden Voice tonight. So you know what? I'm not doing individual invites. We just, they just all coming on the show at the same time. We've got Dr. Train back from him, his hiatus. I think he was out in Dubai somewhere or, or, or maybe he was uh, you know, out in Egypt or maybe – I don't know where he was you know, out there you know, praying. And, oh, I don't know what he was doing, but he's been gone for a while. We've got JB down there in, in, in ATL, almost as cold as Connecticut, but not quite. And we've got the delusional one himself, the um, K-Star. So, hey, gentlemen, welcome to the Madden Voice. The delusional one. Let me start. Jumping Yo. <laughs> <laughs> that shitty introduction was that. I'm sorry I'm having a bad day. Don't make it worse. Might be a brand new year, but it's the same game. <laughs> God. 
This dude had the nerve to text me some bullshit about the the, the Pittsburgh Steelers (laughs) and all of their ratings. All of their ratings. And I'm like, dude. We played one playoff game and I'll and and beat you in every game you play. What are you? What are you talking? Uh, I think he just he he sits there and he says, "I've got to find something to show him that the Steelers are more popular than the Cowboys. I've got to find something. I just got to find and and everything he finds points right back that even the even the mediocre Cowboys and I said it, even the mediocre Cowboys are still more popular than the consistently well, successful Steelers." Well, one thing you said was true, and that is the Steelers are consistently successful. Um, but the picture that I showed actually was the top 16 viewed uh, shows of 2017. Um, the Super Bowl, of course, I know what was it first. Was. I can read. I'm not, I'm not going to go through the whole list, but the Steelers were on there like four or five times. And Cowboys were on there. Yeah, one. because you played more games. I, I didn't even say anything about the Cowboys. I didn't even say anything about the Cowboys, by the way. I just mentioned that Pitt was, Pittsburgh was on there a lot. Because we so, had you know. discussion already. They played more games. If you look at just regular season games, which is a better, you know, because playoff games, there's only 12 teams, okay? So look at regular season games where there's 32 teams playing. And then get back to me. But you won't because then you'll see, oh, damn. Oh, damn. These Cowboys are everywhere here. Cowboys played one playoff game, and it was the second most watched televised event of the year, only beat by the Super Bowl. One. Well, it's and because you, it's kind of like New Year's Eve. It only happens once every so often. So when you know people got to tune in when it does happen, because they know it's not going to last too long. Yeah. Okay. That's your backwards ass <laughs> explanation. Yeah. Yeah. And if the Steelers were really that popular and they were playing three or four times, then they would beat the Cowboys at least once. You got three or four chances to beat to beat them in ratings, and you you couldn't do it once. Not even against the not even against the Patriots. Man, let's move on. All right. Hey, Dr. Train, welcome back. What's going on, man? Dr. Train? I'm here. Is he there? Oh. How you doing, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. I only went to Chicago, man. That's all. Only. Well, hey. I only went to Chicago. I didn't leave the country. I just just went to Chicago. We all go there every now and then. Well, you know, hey, man, I'm just giving but you a welcome like back. Me, man. You saying like you're the CBS, went down the street. Yeah. T- <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, welcome back, Dr. Train. JB, Brother I'm Jay, good. how you doing? Man, it is cold out. This some bow. I left Connecticut to get away from this. This is straight bow. That, see, that just means you need, if you're going to be cold, you might as well come be around family and be cold. I mean, there's no sense in, you know, if you're going to suffer. You know what I'm saying? You might as well suffer up here. Now nah, you don't want to do that, man. My damn I got water in my basement. I, you know, gentlemen, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy right now. I'm not happy. Did you say you had water in your basement? I didn't catch that. Yeah, my pipe basement burst this morning. And my boy, oh, my basement got about a good inch or so of water all through it. The pipe's fixed. Now oh, I got to deal with the aftermath. That's what they yeah, call Monday after. Post from you. What's that? I did see a post. Yeah, I saw I a did. post from earlier today asking about a, uh, if there was a plumber yeah. or, or anything of the sort. I guess yeah, I know why now. When I deleted it. Once I found it, I deleted it because that was my first post of 2018. Can y'all help me find a plumber, please? I called three plumbers. <laughs> 
They're like, yeah, man, um, we're kind of busy, man. Everybody's got the same problem. I'm like, I don't give a damn about your personal issues. Come fix my shit. You know, but that didn't work. They hung up on me. But anyway, um, I want to go to Dr. Train, man, because we haven't had Dr. Train on in a while. And, and it's timely that he has returned to the Madden Voice because he is now head coachless. So let's start right there with Dr. Train. So how do you feel about John Fox being let go? And thoughts on a replacement? Well, I damn sure got no problem with him being let go. <laughs> uh, it is what it is. At some point, you just you, you're ready for a head coach that can lead your team to uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. At least get close to it. Unfortunately for Fox, though, I. We had the only thing that's, um, that wasn't in his favor is the rash of injuries we had for the past three years that he was head coach. So I don't know if it would have made a difference. Um, probably probably would have still been missing playoffs, though, because, you know, you got to get 10-11 games. I don't think we were a 10-11 win team with the rosters we've had the last three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as candidates, I, I like some of the names I've heard floating around. Um they talked about who's um, the Eagles quarterbacks coach, uh, Panthers defense coordinator. Uh, really, I just I, I somebody is going to come in and have a fresh mind, man, and and know how to get Trubisky going. And please don't do what Mark Tresson did and, and sell our soul on our defense, because I believe we're going to lose Big Fangio unless they, unless we hire him as head coach. So. Let's see. That sucks. Yeah, it does. Okay. Are you hopeful for the future or just kind of waiting and seeing? Uh, I'm I'm hopeful because I think Ryan Pace is doing a pretty good job of bringing in talent. Like this past draft, um, almost everybody, he only had five picks. Four out of four out of the five picks contributed to the season and, um, in a positive manner at that at, at, at so that that's, that speaks volumes. So it's a matter of uh, our GM constantly hitting the mark on the draft, and they already extended his. They fired John Fox, but then they extended his contract to 2021. So he pretty, he pretty much gets a reset on the on the on the he gets pretty much gets a reset button on the head coach. So as long as the GM keeps bringing in talent, it, it, now it's just a matter of just finding the right head coach. Okay. Okay. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, K-Star, we need you with another play down to the other team comment to to get Dr. Train fired up, man. We need we need we need you to say something to get to get the to get the doctor back in the house. Man. We, he he well, sound he sounds he sound like you yeah, know he lost that. his like best friend or something, man. What's up, Train? What's, Not what's like up, you need to be at CBS. <laughs> I mean, what's great, it sounds like, you know, what's interesting is, you know, the biologic train was using earlier this this season. You would think that the the Bears would be fine. John Fox would still have his job if only he played the Pittsburgh Steelers every week because they didn't play down. The Bears just were crushing. Yeah, we've been down that bridge, bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's not that's not gonna work. <laughs> hey, one last question for you. 
are you happy with your quarterback? Are you are you positive? Are you looking Actually, forward to his growth? And, okay. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much positive with the quarterback. I, I like what I saw in Mitch. It's, it's, I've seen some quarterbacks make their jump second year. I don't know if he's going to make his jump jump to second year or the third year. Uh, at worst, I've seen, matter of fact, Drew Brees did not make his, make his jump until they drafted another quarterback to take his spot, and all of a sudden he's one of the four horsemen. So hopefully that's not the case for Mitch to leave Chicago, but hopefully within this next next year we see – uh, a lot of growth, but yeah, I'm I'm good with the quarterback position. I I think they answered that one, and now they can just focus on everything else and and try to get this team healthy. I would I would like to just get through a season without having double digit injury reserve for starters, not bench players. I mean starters. That would be nice. Okay. Well, you know. Mar- Marvin Lewis got a two-year extension, so he's not available. Um, I, <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I, I've, this NFL this year is the most confusing NFL I have ever witnessed this season. With everything between the protests and the handling of the protests, the Goodell extension the um uh catch what is a catch what isn't a catch you know uh you know it, injuries i mean like i mean i'm not talking you know i'm talking like superstars injured you know it it just it, it's everything this year and you go into the postseason and you really have to say and we're going to get into this in a minute but just setting the table a little bit when you look at the NFC the top two seeds are playing with backups. You go to the AFC, and, you know, I'm sorry, but Brady has declined over the last four or five weeks. Now, I said I think this is the real decline, but I've also said it before and been wrong, and I could be wrong again because Brady has a way of defying the odds, so time will tell. But what we do know is over the last four to five weeks, Brady has been an average quarterback. That we do know. The stats are undeniable when you look at his performance. He's just been a middle-of-the-road quarterback the last four or five weeks. And then you have Pittsburgh with the uncertainty of, of, you know, Antonio Brown. Um, And even if he is able to play in two weeks, which is what they said when he was out, you know, how's that leg going to be? How's he going to be? And those, so when you look at the top four teams in the NFL, no one jumps out at you. You know, I'm sure K-Star will want to debate that, you know, before it's over. But I'm saying from, you know, me being having, unfortunately having no horse in the race like I did a year ago, no one jumps out at you for you to say, wow, that, you know, that team is dominant. Look out. That team is, woo, god damn. So, I mean, this is a weird season. This is a weird year. JB, let me, let me, let me go to you for a minute. And then, and then I want to, I'm going to go to JB. Then we're going to talk, um, head coaches, and then we're going to talk uh, playoffs. Um, but, JB, you know, I'm, I'm giving you a chance to – and then, you know, we're going to move on But because um, I could talk all night about the Cowboys, but I really don't want to. I'm just too disgusted. But I want your final thoughts. The season's over. It's done. Um, and just kind of some closing remarks on the Cowboys as we now turn the page on a regular season and we turn our focus to the playoff teams and – 
and you know, and obviously we're going to talk about a head coaching carousel. So. Well, you know, it's, it, it, I feel like Jim Moore with the woulda, coulda, shoulda, because that's really what it feels like. You think about the off season and all the hype, and and, and it was warranted. You come off thirteen and three, disappointing loss in the playoffs, but the ceiling was was uh, well, the arrow was pointing upward, and um, to come out and go from thirteen and three to nine and seven, and Zeke is suspended for six games, and you've got injuries to Tyron Smith, and you've got inconsistent play from Dak, and you've got definitely inconsistent play from Dez. They can't get on the same page. Sean Lee out. All these different scenarios taking place. It almost makes you want to, man, if we had everybody relatively healthy, no suspensions, what would have happened? And we'll never know, and that's the disappointing part of it. Offseason is here. Obviously, there's going to be some some changes that are being made. Some people are thinking it's wholesale. Some thinking it's not so much. But there needs to be more depth on the offensive line. Still, um, need to figure out if they're going to keep Dez. What's is there a backup plan? Because he's already reached his peak. He's only going to go downhill from here. What's the backup plan for Dez? Is there a backup plan for Sean Lee because he's often hurt? So, and and then you have the possibility of Earl Thomas coming in. I know that was maybe. Uh, a far-fetched play, but you never know. You just never know with that one. So I'm curious to see what kind of off-season changes are going to be made. Uh, hopefully Dak will get on the ball and, and instead of regress, he'll show some more progress and kind of pick up where he left off last year. So these these are questions i like to have some answers to, but overall it's been a disappointing season to say the least. They underperformed, and uh, that's really all i got to say about it. I discussed it too. Trust me. Well, the only thing I'll add, um, again, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because they're not at the playoffs, so they don't deserve to get talked about a lot. Um, I wouldn't just immediately say that Dez is on the decline because he had an off year. At 29, um, he's still got – I mean, he's still got – Thank you. I'd say if he's, if he's healthy, two to three more years in his prime. The, the, the question is um, – you know what? What's going to happen in the off season? How hard is he going to work? Um, you know, he can he. You know, can he be Dez of old? Yes. Will he be Dez of old? I don't. I don't know. Will he be with the Cowboys? I don't know. Those are questions I don't answer. But I think I think it's a little premature to just say he's not going to recover. Well, we'll see. He may not. But he's old. He's not too old. It's not like he's thirty five and you say up oh, his prime is definitely behind him at twenty nine. He could go back to being Dez that we know it's it's it, physically age-wise it's possible the question is will he and that no one no one you know none of us can answer that question hope he does I just hope he does yeah. it in Dallas and not not yep. you know doesn't end up in New England or Oakland or you know any of these teams that tend to scoop up third or fourth contract players and give them a chance to revitalize their career I just that would that would break my heart. <laughs> I just hope if you know that oh, if he God, goes elsewhere, if he if he goes elsewhere, I get, you're right. He's he's 29. He's the same age, and I said it last week as Antonio Brown. This isn't an age. I don't think it's a skill diminish thing. Like what caused the skill to diminish? There's not been an injury, so I think it's more rapport that chemistry that he and Dak need to work out. Maybe some offensive scheme type stuff, but there'll be a mistake. Um, I think to let him go because I think he would be productive elsewhere. He's just too young. I mean, he's not, again, there's no reason for him to just fade into oblivion. Like that's not, that doesn't just happen to super talented players. And he still is a super talented player. 
Well, let me let me explain where I'm coming from because I, I hey, trust me, I hope that doesn't happen. But it goes back to the discussion that we had, and I'm glad that you brought up Antonio Brown, K-Star, because if you look at the two, besides the physical differences, what's the one difference between the two that stands out the most? Say it again, it's the route running. Antonio Brown can seem to get separation on anybody, anybody. And it seems like Des, from what I've seen, and maybe I'm just looking at it from a pessimistic standpoint, but I'm just going off of what I've seen. He can't seem to get separation. And if he can't be, he, if he can't out physical the defender, he's not going to get the ball. He just doesn't seem to, to be able to have that, I don't want to say ability, he just hasn't shown it to me. And that's, that's the, the difference maker there. If he can get separation again like he did in the past, then it's a different ball game. But when you can't get separation, makes it awful harder to catch those balls. Well, remember, he did come out and say, and I don't, you know, I don't know if it's true. You know, I have no reason to doubt him um, that he's, you know, been battling tendonitis. Certainly, I, Jay, you've had it. I've had it. Um, you know what tendonitis can do to, to, you know, a good runner. So that would it's explain a, a lot to me. It would. Um, it would. What's that? And hopefully that's yeah. it. And, and if, if that's the yeah. case, hey, great, great. Because nobody, hey, let it be known. I want him to be at, at his best, at his absolute best, because when he is, he's a bad mother shut your mouth. That's what I want to see. And if the tendonitis is what was causing him to have the poor ability to have that separation and he's healed up and he brings it back, hey, that's fine with me. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Um, well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just, I'm just and telling I know. you. I know. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. And all I'm saying is if that's the case, then, then that's fine. If that's not it and it's something else, then obviously that has to be addressed. I'm hoping that's all it is because I would love to see him go back to how he was in 2014. I would love to see that. Well, I, I know you would point, too. The point, let's, not lose the point. The, let's not lose the point. The point is at 29, I just think it's early to say there's a decline, even if he had a bad year, even if it was tendonitis, even if his route running didn't look as crisp. You know, he came out and said that he's heard the comments about his route running, and he doesn't get it. He thinks he runs routes just fine. Um, so I, I just think at 29, I don't I, whatever it is, I, I just don't think he's he's not on the decline just yet um, at 29, and I don't want him to go somewhere else, and we find out. It really was tendonitis, or it really was coaching, because the, the wide receivers coach um, was fired. Thank God, duly. I never liked him anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, and the tight ends coach um, retired. Air quotes. Yep. Last year's retired too. So, you know, we'll see. Um, but the other thing is, you know, I, I spend a lot of time on YouTube because regular TV sometimes bores me, and um, uh, there is a you can watch every touchdown that Tony Romo threw Des Bryant. Okay. And you know, it's, I don't know how many, like 60 touchdowns or whatever it is. I don't know the exact number, but it's a lot of touchdowns and you can watch every touchdown and I'm watching these touchdowns. And first of all, I'm saying, I can see why I was so high on Des back when we were having an argument about Calvin Johnson and Antonio Brown. And I mean, a dude, dude, and and he, and Jay, I'll tell you, watch watch it. It's on YouTube. Google it. Some of those touchdowns, he was there was some he got separation. Some he just out physicaled. His he just went up and just bam. What my ball? You can't have it. It was like right. damn. 
And he's right. a physical didn't center. Really see a it lot is. of that this year. Didn't see a lot of that. And I'm really thinking tendonitis and all that. Yep, yep, I hear you, Des. I think it's him and Dak. Ain't, they're just not – they're not on the same page. Yes. That's what I – that's, that's what what I, my – my instincts, my my my. Hey, I ain't I ain't Chris Carter or any of these guys that used to play. I'm just a guy like y'all, right? But when I watch those two, and then I watch him and Dak, I say I don't see the chemistry. So yeah. if those guys commit to the off season, finding some chemistry, learning each other's idiosyncrasies and tendencies, knowing how each other thinks. I'll never forget that one time when Tony got out there and um, he saw something and he did, he did an audible and he did a thumbs up sign. And none of us knew what it was. Him and Dez knew. And it was a jump ball to Dez and it was a touchdown. And everybody was like, damn, you know, Tony saw this one-on-one and the safety was playing shallow and he gave the thumbs up. And that, told, that was to tell Dez, I'm throwing you the ball. Go get it. And he took two steps, lobbed it up, and Dez went up and got it. I could never see Dak and Dez with that kind of nonverbal communication. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what needs to happen. That's just, I could be wrong. Hey, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. But that's what I think needs to happen. But from, from an outsider perspective, that's what it seems like to me because the idea that – his age or even injuries, what causes it? I don't buy that because he hasn't been productive the last couple of years. The only thing that's changed is the quarterback. And he, so you don't always need to be a receiver. Not everyone is a close area quickness, you know, receiver like AB or, or Odell Beckham, like a smaller receiver that creates a lot of separation. A lot of those guys rely on their physicality and being that receiver who's out physical and outbodies the defender. And I think that with Romo, there was so much trust between the two such great chemistry. And though I know that, you know, Dak's targeted Des plenty, um, it, it, it just seems to be a ball location type chemistry issue between them both. Because again, like he's a, he's the type of Bar- Brandon Marshall receiver in the sense that he's still got the physical ability. And uh, if they put in the work, I think that they can get it fixed. They just really need to figure out uh, what it is that's causing them their communication to break down because you're right with, with Romo, um, when you look at how he played with him, it, he wasn't a big separation necessarily kind of guy. He just he he was just a physical dominant player. I, I still don't think I still think he has that uh, capacity and ability. We'll find out. Yeah. I mean, we've all discussed the same thing before too on this very show that they got to get on the same page. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm I don't I have no problem eating my word because I've done it more than once and I've had salt and pepper just to make sure it goes down better. So I don't mind having to eat them again. We'll just have to wait and see. But that's that's my take until I see or hear otherwise. Well, we will find out. I guess the, the really the big thing is will he even be a cowboy? I mean, um, but time will tell. All right. Let's talk uh, head coaching carousel a little bit. Just want to see. We talked about John Fox being Dr. Train could barely hold his excitement, um, you know, over there doing backflips and somersaults. Um, Bruce Arians has retired. As y'all know, I was never really a big fan of his, and uh, I stick I stand by that. So bye. And um, um, who else here? Let me pull up. Let me pull up the list here. We got uh, Fox is gone. Jim Caldwell is gone. Pagano is gone. Ben McAdoo, we already know. 
um, was gone. Jack Del Rio is gone, and uh, Arian's um, retired. Any, you know, I don't, I don't really think there's any surprises here. Maybe Arian uh, retiring, maybe a little bit of surprise. Um, I, I don't think. I mean, Caldwell at nine and seven, but you know, Lions really haven't done anything. I don't think it's Caldwell. I just don't think Matt Stafford's a winner. That's just how I feel. Oh, and I remember I said something about Cam New. Anyway, we'll get we'll get to Cam in a minute. Um, any any names on there? Let's, let's see. Let's go with let's go to train first. Any any names on there that surprise you, or are there any QB any uh, head coaches out there? I mean, you know, the axe still could fall that you think may still go that that haven't been secured, or are any of these names that surprise you. No, actually, none of the none of the names that they mentioned was surprise me. I have the same feelings as you guys in regards to Jim Caldwell. Um, but at some point, you know, it, uh, Detroit feels like Stafford is it. it they paid him, they paid him enough to, to to put the money where the mouth is. But it's 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 not working, and Detroit will probably not get any further than what they've been doing. Um, as far as people that haven't been fired yet, um. The only person that would even come close to mind is Todd Bowles, but I don't think he's had a long enough opportunity there to the Jets. And they've had some they, they they've had some games where they started to play pretty well towards the mid, middle part of the season. So, so we'll see. Yeah, you said Bowles. Yeah, Todd Bowles is the only one only person yeah. I can think of. But yeah, I don't think he's been. Yeah, they've already I, committed. I, I'd like to see him have. Of another, you know, another couple of years try. Yeah, he, they're not going to fire him. They already came out and said that they're keeping him. So, okay. Uh, JB or K-Star, any thoughts? Well, I'm not surprised by the list myself. Um, kind of on where, where uh, Dr. Train is going, I'm more surprised at folks that still are there. We briefly touched upon it with Marvin Lewis getting an extension. 15 years and really hasn't done squat, but then I guess it must be an Ohio thing because you can lose 31 out of 32 games and, and keep your job too. So I, I, <laughs> I guess anything's possible. Uh, I'm curious as to why Tampa Bay is holding on to their coach because he has seemed lost at times a better part of the season. So I don't know why he still has a job myself. So that'd be the surprise. And maybe that's going to come. I don't know, but, from what I've heard, he's going to stick around. Kind of makes me scratch my head, just like Marvin Lewis getting a two-year extension. Okay. Anything to add, K-Star? Yeah, the Del Rio situation is interesting because there's talks of John Gruden coming to Oakland, having or oh, yeah. Yeah. say Vegas. Um, That's so you know. Yeah, you know, so you, you would think that the only reason why they would move out Del Rio, he's only been there for two years and they've been moderately successful. Um, is if they had something planned. And, uh, you know, Adam Schefter confirmed that there's definitely some ongoing dialogue and he expects him to go to um, Las Vegas. I think what's what's holding that operation right now is simply uh, because John Gruden, again, from, from what I've read, uh, John Gruden wants to honor the rest of his, his this year as a broadcaster. Uh, I think he has some playoff games he still needs to call with ESPN, and I think he once that is through, then we'll, we should expect to see him in, in Vegas, which it, 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 I'm sure is massive because we all saw what he did in, in Tampa, and even when he was in Oakland, uh, the implications, I think, will be enormous. And 
I'm hoping he gets back in the game. I really enjoyed him as a coach and was a fan of him. Um, it would suck to lose him in the broadcast, but I'd rather see him on the field than, than in the booth, hear him in the booth. No, I, in case well, I, I agree with Gruden, you, Gruden, just so you know, Gruden did, Gruden did confirm that he's that he's being considered. As a head, for the head coaching job, so he he also yeah. confirmed it. So yeah, JB, well, what you gonna say? I was gonna say that it, I, I say it's funny because not because I don't think he's qualified. I think he'd be awesome for the job. I enjoy how he coaches and I enjoy how he is in the broadcast booth. And and in case I echo your same sentiments, what I find funny is they they kick out Del Rio because they want Gruden. They're gonna probably give him some type of ownership to it. And then Gruden says, well. I hope I'm being considered. Man, please, you know you're being considered. Just come out and say it. Don't beat around the bush. Man, that kills me when they do that. Uh, yeah. I, I hope I'm being Man, you, you, everybody in their grandmama know you're being considered. You ain't the last one to get the damn memo. <laughs> That's the part that makes me laugh. Exactly coming out. But. What was that, Trey? Keep going with that. No, I was kind of shocked to hear that uh, that, that John Gruden was uh, actually looking to coach again. It, it seemed like he was uh, solidified in that booth. Yeah, um, you know, I I don't have the same take as many of you um, as you got. Oh, I didn't really catch Train's take, but as Jay and K Star, I I don't think he's that great. I mean, he won the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team. Same thing Barry Switzer did in Dallas with Jimmy Johnson's team. Um, you know, I, yeah, I like his personality. I like his fire and his intensity. And, you know, but, you know, I look at his record, his overall coaching record. I pulled it up because I want to be accurate. 95 and 81. So that's 54% of his, um, you know, overall games. And uh, he coached four years in Oakland and he won 60%, just about 60% of his games. Um I, I don't I don't know that he's as good as everyone says he is. He's been out of the game for ten years, and yes, he's been in the booth and all of that. Um, but that's not day to day the grind of day to day coaching that we hear about. So I, I I just I don't know. I I'm I don't get it, and I really don't get the whole ownership thing. I don't get what he's done being away from the team, being away from the Raiders for um, seventeen years. Okay, and why they feel that he's so valuable that they're going to, you know, try to give him some sort of that is a lot of discussion on that, because in order to make him an owner, the, you know, 24 of the 32 uh, owners have to ratify that. And there are thoughts that that will never happen because they don't want They don't want their head coaches to start saying, well, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, I mean, Belichick doesn't have ownership stake, you know, um, you know, Mike McCarthy, well, their, their system in Green Bay is a little bit different since the fans own the team. But, you know, it, it, there's no other coach that has any kind of ownership stake. And it, it, I, don't, I don't get it. I just – I don't get it. It's kind of like not getting why Marvin Lewis – I think Marvin Lewis got some, like, naked freaking, you know um, – you know, porn pictures of the owner or something, you know, caught him in a, in some, in some women panties or something and, and lace and or caught him with a dude or something. You know what I mean? Like he got something over this dude to keep, keep his job and get two years, get another two years extension. 
I, I don't get it. I, and I'm sorry. I mean, here I am, a black man, and I'm down in black coaches here. I'm down in Marvin Lewis. I'm down in um, the guy in Cleveland. But come on, man. I mean, I mean, yeah. Lewis Riddick said it said it perfectly today. He said, "Do you know how hard it is to play 32 games and only win one?" <laughs> I mean, I mean, luckily, just through luck, just through dumb luck, you should win more than one game. And I love Lewis Riddick, by the way. Love Lewis Riddick. Would love to yeah, see him. Yeah. Love I love him yeah. somewhere. Lewis Riddick is yeah. awesome. So awesome. Yes. Yeah. He gets my vote. He he needs to have a GM job now. That's one guy I hate to see leave to be a GM, but I hope nothing for the best. I love listening to him. He kills me, boy. Oh man, that's funny as hell. I I do. I mean, the Giants interviewed him, but they didn't hire him, and that, they'll find out that that was a mistake. And I know Dallas yep. will bring him in because that's Jerry Jones's job, and he's got his sons there. But love the guy and respect what he says. He makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you know, um, and when he said that, and you know, you think about it. When you think about only two teams in the history, they talk about only one. Well, only two teams in history of NFL have gone sixteen and zero. Only two teams in history of NFL have gone zero and sixteen. Right? So, you know, it's it's kind of hard to lose every single game. And Hugh Jackson, that's his name, you know, one win in two years? I'm sorry, man. I, I You know, like I said, I'm happy that we've got more black coaches, more black uh, quarterbacks. I'm really happy about it. But you still got to win. I'm sorry. I, I ain't asking for no, you know, and I got two other brothers on this call with me. We not asking for no no favors now. I'm, I, hold me to the same standard you hold everybody else. You know, I'm just saying don't exclude me because I'm black. But once you give me that same opportunity, yeah, hold me to the same standard. And um, I don't get it. I don't get it. But but I, I digress from my main point is I just think there's a little – I think the farther you get away from it, the better it looks. And when I look at Gruden's record and I look at his last three seasons with Tampa Bay, he went to the playoffs once and lost. Um, um, actually with Tampa Bay, he went to the last, if you look at the last six seasons, he went to the playoffs twice and lost the last three seasons, four and 12, nine and seven and nine and seven. I mean, you know, those are, those are Jason Garrett like numbers and I'm not dying to down my coach, but you know, there was a lot of rumblings around whether Dallas should keep Jason Garrett, right? That was a big talk over the last week or so after they lost to Seattle and those last three years, you know, th- th- those he didn't go out on a high. He didn't go out on a Super Bowl win or thirteen and three lost in the conference. You know what I mean? He went out nine and seven and not going into the playoffs. That was his last year with Tampa Bay, nine and seven, and didn't make the playoffs. So I'm not as sold that he's going to just walk back. And obviously, we got to give him a couple of years. I'm just not sold. So we'll see. I, I you know, hey. Is, I guess the the the, 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 the the I can't even talk. The the theme of the night is I could be wrong, and I'm willing to eat my words. Um, but I'm not I'm not high on them, so we'll see. Um, I like it. Well, let me, let me ask you. I, I, that's a good job at boot, but I'm high on them. Yeah. Man, let me throw one thing out there, and I think we're about to brush up on it. Do you think, and, and I'm piggybacking off of what you're saying, T. Do you think this could be because of? The move to Las Vegas and trying to drum up interest because they have a fear that there there's not as much interest as they thought, but it's too far down the path to turn back. Could that be a, a part of the reason? 
Oh, I, no, I, no, I think that is the entire reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I, I think when you want to go to Vegas, which is certainly a big name market, I don't know how much of a television market it is, but it's certainly a gambler's market. It's a, it's a, it's a fan's market. It's a huge name. When you say Vegas, you know, it, it's, it's a huge market. And so you want to get a name that's going to sell tickets. And when you look at who's out there available, he is the biggest name that would consider coaching, especially if you tell him we're going to make you a part owner on top of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's not a lot of superstar names left out there that would come back to coaching. You know, I don't know if Carl would ever come back. Every time his name is brought up, he seems to be happy working for CBS, so I doubt it. And um, who else is who else is out there? Yeah, there's not a lot. Just real quick, I think also from – I almost called him Oakland uh, – Vegas is the Raiders' perspective. Is you have to remember that, okay, what a lot of people do with John Gruden is say, oh, well, he took Tony Jones' team, led him to the Super Bowl and won. You know, like they, they try to discredit him. But here's the counter argument to that the other coach, who I can't think of his name right now, uh, took Gruden's team to the Super Bowl in Oakland. So you can't have it both ways. You then have to acknowledge, okay, well, obviously, Gruden was built a terrific foundation himself. He, he, Revived Rich Gannon's career, actually molded him into a MVP league MVP player for one season. Um, and the only thing I don't like about the argument again against Gruden is is you're not also acknowledging what he did for Oakland, and and also there seems to be some different rules for him all of a sudden. Uh, again, ignoring what he did when the same coach got his team to the Super Bowl too, so it's not like he didn't have any input. But notice or, you can't even name the other coach. Well, that's that's to John Gruden's credit though too, right? I mean. Well, that was but but we're talking team. Tony Dungy, who is now in the Hall of Fame, and went to Indianapolis and won a Super Bowl. So, so I mean, you know, we're not talking a scrub here. We're talking Tony Dungy. We're talking a guy who's in the Hall of Fame. So it, it's it's. I mean, hey, tell me who the other coach was in Oakland that took Gruden's team. We can't even name him. What does that tell you? Callahan Gruden did you a know, great know, job in like yeah, Callahan. That Gruden did a great job in Oakland in that. His team was left and also in great hands through Gruden's foundation uh, with, with the organization and what he built in Oakland. I mean, I mean, it's a fair point that Gruden built a good team in Oakland, um, but it doesn't change the fact that Tony Dungy, Hall of Fame coach, who went to another team and did it, um, you know, built that built that Tampa Bay team. It's 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 you know, it's a fair it's a fair point, and you know. So Callahan, but Callahan didn't win a Super Bowl. Oakland didn't win a Super Bowl. Nope. Okay. I mean, so, you know, so, I, I, I mean, I get your point to some degree, but they didn't win a Super Bowl where Gruden took a Dungy-built team and won a Super Bowl, and then Dungy went and built a team over in Tampa, in uh, Indianapolis. Well, now, granted, he, he, certain, I, think, really I think Peyton Manning didn't hurt, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, you know, Phillip Rivers has been – has been, you know, a, a very high productive AFC quarterback who's done nothing pretty much in the postseason. So, I mean, you, can, you know, so coaching matters is what I'm saying. And I, I'm not trying to discredit Gruden completely. I'm saying I don't think – I just think he's a bit overrated. I don't think he's as good as all the hype. But he is a name, and I think Jay hit it right on the head. You know, they're going to Vegas, and, you know, they want to sell tickets. And what better and he has way talent. to bring There's talent back. on that team? And oh, there's absolutely. also talent on that team. 
Absolutely. You know, and from what I hear, and I like Jack Del Rio, he's a former cowboy, um, but he had no control over that team from what I hear. It was time for him to go. So, and one thing we know about Gruden is there will be, there will be law and order. <laughs> so, we'll yeah, see, you know. Chucky. All right. <laughs> yep. All right. All right, let's get to the playoffs. Playoffs? I mean, I guess I don't have to say it because, I mean, I got, you know, I, you know. I don't have to say it. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? Yeah, sorry. We're going to talk about playoffs. So let's talk about the first game. Titans at the Chiefs. Let's make some picks. I'm going to keep track. Make this interesting. Let's see how we do. Um, Titans at the Chiefs. That's the first game on Saturday. I hate that they do Saturday schedule like that. I don't understand it. Can someone help me understand why they do the first game on Saturday at, like, 4 o'clock and the second game at, like, 8.30? Can someone help me? I don't get it. It's Saturday. Like, what's the point of that? Do, do, you know, you don't do Saturday night football at all. Why now? Stick to the 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 4.30 that we're used to. I, I don't get it. Okay, y'all don't know either. Okay. Um, well, well, we, we want to see all the games. We want we want to see all the games, right? I mean, we don't want to have two games going on at once. Yeah, we, we, we them. Right. So Saturday, there's two games. One starts at like four thirty, and one starts at like eight thirty. So why aren't we starting the first game at one o'clock and the second game at four thirty? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, like I, they do. I agree with that. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't no, know. No, no, you know. It's been like that Saturday night. Too. Yeah, I mean, my Saturday night, I'm trying to go and get my swerve on. I ain't trying to sit and watch football. Shoot, even though it's going to be cold as misophism. All right, anyway, Titans at the Chiefs. Let's make some picks. Let's go to Dr. Train. Dr. Train, Titans at the Chiefs. Who you got and why? Um, I, I like the Chiefs in this one. I think they found – I think they might have uh, gotten themselves together uh, at, the, at, the, at the end of the season like they needed to before the playoffs. And plus, I, I don't think the Titans are ready to take down uh, to take down Kansas City in Kansas City. Uh, they made a nice run during the, during the regular season, but, um, you know, ultimately it came down between them and Jacksonville, and, and Jacksonville ended up, ended up beating them out to make sure they won the division. So I, I still like Kansas City, man. Okay. K-Star, who you got? Uh, I like the Chiefs. I mean, they're – you know, they're back to their early season swerve. Uh, the offense is uh, running really well. And it's in Kansas City. And we've seen Jacksonville struggle on the road. Um, and Kansas City thrive at home. So I, I like Kansas City and their experience for sure. Okay. JB? Makes uh, three of us. I, I think Kansas City, they, they're winners of four in a row, so they haven't hit five yet. So that means they're not going to collapse yet. they got one more game before that happens. So playing at home. I think that cute play calling that they had that kind of disrupted everything, they've gotten away from that and they've gotten back to basics. I think that's jump-started the offense, and I think that's trickled over to the defense. They've been playing better too. And they're at home, and that's a tough place to play. So, yeah, Chiefs. Okay. I'm looking to see if uh, – what's the word on DeMarco Murray? Uh, he has not – he didn't practice today. Let me see. Is there any other word? I didn't rule Murray out yet, but it seems like a real long shot that he'd be able to play. Okay. 
right. Yeah, all right. I'm going with the Chiefs. I, I really wanted a reason. I don't believe in the Chiefs. I don't believe in the Titans either, but um, I really wanted the reason to go for the Titans. But if Murray ain't playing, I mean, I know they got Travis Henry, but, um, I, you know. Derrick Henry. <laughs> I mean, Derrick Henry. Oh, whatever. Uh, you know, yeah, they're all the same. All of them Negroes. Okay. All right. Um, hey, he's about to take over next season, man. He's about to be the premier yeah. running back there. Derrick Henry, it's going to be him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I, you know, I, I'm just looking at, you know, I'm looking at the, the teams that, you know, the Atlantas, the, the Seattles, the, you know, the teams with two running backs, man, they're, they're getting it done. You know, they're getting it done. And uh, I think if, if Murray was healthy, it would give them a real good shot at pulling the upset because I don't – because the Chiefs don't do – I mean, I still want – you know what? Man, forget this. I'm going with Titans, man. I just don't believe in Andy Andy Reid in the playoffs. Hey, he's done nothing to convince me. I'm going with the Titans. What's that? I said he's good for one, T. Don't do that to yourself. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm going to go with the Titans for my upset. That'll be my upset. I got to have one upset, so that'll be my one upset because I don't think I don't think I see any other upsets coming here, so screw it. And this game don't matter because, <laughs> I mean, I already, you know, we already when I did our Super Bowl picks, and it ain't either one of these teams, so it really kind of don't matter, but just for fun. All right. Um, have, the other game is kind of weak, Saturday. man, aside from Pittsburgh and New, New England. So the AFC just feels yeah. like Pittsburgh and New England and a little car crash or train wreck. Yeah, it really is, unless, you know, somebody really gets on a roll and pulls an upset. Yeah. But uh, I think I think you're right. Uh, Falcons at the Rams. This should be a pretty good game. Uh, Falcons at the Rams. Let's start with JP on this one. Yeah, that is going to be a good game. Ooh. Yeah, my, my football knowledge makes me want to say the Rams. My heart makes me want to say the Falcons just because I'm down here. So, you know what, screw it. I'm going to say Falcons. Okay. Uh, Dr. Train. Big Bay gonna have to prove it, man. I don't um I know the Rams have done have done some some nice things this season and, and uh, for him to take the same team that Fisher had just a year ago and, and have them boys running like they're they're running now is it's, it's uh it's, it's a pretty good damn job. But I'm I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the team that definitely got a chip on their shoulder to try to get back. Get back to the Super Bowl. So I'm gonna take Falcons. Okay. Um, K Star. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Rams, man. I, I just the team offensively is kind of similar to Atlanta last year, and 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 that they're so efficient. They can beat you in so many different ways, and they're really brilliant schematically because of McVay and how he uh, designs those plays. That moreover. You know, they have arguably the NFL MVP and Todd Gurley, and I'm not really sure how Atlanta is going to be able to stop him. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, I mean, you have uh, Aaron Donald, who's simply amazing uh, as interior defensive tackle for the Rams, the best pass rushing team in the league. I mean, with Matt Ryan, just like any mobile – or, I'm sorry, immobile quarterback, they will struggle if you get pressure inside on, against them. And I think that Los Angeles has proven that they can score – um, and then they've proven that they can definitely get a good pass rush. And I think that will be the guiding force with them with, with Gurley and the defense leading the way. 
Okay. Yeah, um, hold on here. Playoffs 2017-18. Okay. I'm just, I'm just, uh, okay. Um, you know, when you look at the Falcons and, you know, Train said they're hungry to get back and Jay's got a little sentimental pick because he's down there and all that. But I looked at, I watched them against Carolina and I wasn't impressed. Um, Carolina just, just was terrible. We'll get to them in a minute. Um, you know, they, they, you know, and and they lost the game the week before, um, and I can't remember who exactly they played, but they lost the game the week before. They really weren't that impressive against Carolina, except Carolina just stunk it up even worse. Um, I told you how I feel about Matt Ryan. Yeah, he was MVP last year. How far did that get him? Um, biggest Super Bowl lead ever blown to Tom Brady. So I, I'm going to go with the Rams, and I get it. McVay, you know, he's young. Uh, no playoff experience, but you know sometimes I don't know. I, I'm a big experience guy. I really am. But sometimes you, when you just don't know what you don't know, and you're just going there, sometimes it's like, yep, I you know, yep, I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> I'm going in here and I'm coaching this game up, you know. So um, I'm, I'm going with I'm going to go with the Rams. They're home. Uh, Gurley's a monster, and um, I'm not I'm not I'm not feeling Matt Ryan. And I think he'll give me reasons. He'll validate my my thoughts on him during this game. All right. So that was the Saturday games. Let's go to the Sunday games. Bills. Um, and you know, kind of happy for Buffalo as a football fan. You know, it's a great it's a great football town. I mean, and it, it, those fans that go out there in that weather, you know, four, five, six games a year with that lake effect snow and that cold, and they go out there and support that team, they deserve to get to the playoffs. And, you know, they've been stuck behind Tom Brady for a long time. Um, so, you know what, good for Buffalo to be able to get to the playoffs. Um, you know, that said, I don't know how far they're going to go, but, you know, they made the playoffs more than my team did. So, you know what, good for them. So uh, let's start with K-Star on this one. Um, Bills at the Jaguars. K-Star, who you got? We'll go with uh, Jacksonville. I'm super happy for Buffalo. I don't know if you guys saw the video of them, uh, of the fans celebrating, basically watching the yep. last play, where since he eliminated Baltimore, but it was a treat. Uh, with that said, you know, a big injury that happened in that game was LeSean McCoy going down. I'm not sure if he's playing or not, but if he does, I imagine he's going to be limited in what he can do. And really, he's their best player and catalyst. Um, and really the real – only opportunity to have, I think, to beat Jacksonville is through the ground, not through the air. They're the best pass defense in the league. So I'm going to go with Jacksonville at home. Okay. JB? Yeah, me too. And and one other thought with the whole Bills fans, um, they had a great gesture. They they did a $17 donation to Andy Dalton's uh, charity. I thought that was really cool, uh, just a way to say a 17-year drought has come to an end thanks to them. So I thought that was really a uh, tip of the cap for them. But they need to focus on the football game that's coming up. And they got to travel down to Florida to uh, play a hungry defense. I don't think they're going to have enough, even if Shady was in, in better shape. I just think that defense is going to carry them. Jacksonville has been looking a little suspect, though, in the last couple of weeks. But I think they'll be able to get it together, and I think they're going to win. So I'm going to take Jacksonville. Okay. Shady will be a game time decision. X rays on his ankle were negative. So game time we decision. Know, My, we know about them ankles though. 
Yeah, he's going to play. It's shady we talking about. He'll play. Mark my words. He will play. Um, Train, who you got? Uh, Shady probably will play, but I think Jacksonville's defense will get them this first game um, against the Bills, man. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't see them beating Jacksonville this first round. Okay. Yeah, it's unanimous. I'm going with Jacksonville. Um, you know, it's just, you know, it's fun to pick these games, but when you're talking about New England and Pittsburgh waiting in the wings, it's kind of like, yeah, good luck, guys. So, um, I mean, but anything's possible. Anything's possible. But, yeah, I'm going to go ahead with uh, Jacksonville. Well, we'll throw it out, Shady. Um, so, it, it, and, and – you know, if Shady were 100, percent I could figure, I could, I could find some motivation for an upset here, um, but I, I, I don't see it. All right, last but not least, and I'll start this one off. Um, Panthers at the Saints. Um, I have said it again and again and again, and I will continue to say it. Uh, Cam Newton is not, you know, who we thought he was. You know what I mean? And uh, we've had a lot of discussions about his you know, sideline stuff and it's post-game stuff. And I've said, you know, it's all connected. It's all this one person. And if he just got his entire act together, maybe he would, you know, find more consistency on the field. But he's really not, you know, who we we thought he was. We just uh, – the Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit! We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. <laughs> well said, Danny. Well said. Well said. <laughs> and and while, we're on, while, we're, while we're playing some of our most favorite quotes. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. If I had a dollar for every argument I got into before Sunday's game uh, at Philadelphia with Cowboy fans who didn't see why the Cowboys were playing the starters, why they wouldn't just uh, play their backups. They're not going to the playoffs. Who cares? You go eight and eight, you're going to get a couple of draft picks better than nine and seven. I don't, I don't get it. And I said, because these are professionals and you play to win the game. And why do we want to end the season on a loss? I don't care who Philly puts out there. That's not my concern. That's, I have nothing to do with that. But why would we go in and rest back? <laughs> he got enough rest during the season. We got seven losses, okay? He got enough rest. Zeke sat out six games. Got enough rest, okay? Sean Lee missed five games. Got enough rest, okay? I, 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 I didn't get it. I don't get it. It's stupid to me. You go out and get that win. And, and, you know, okay, yes, when you're the Steelers and you're sitting there saying, okay, the Patriots ain't going to lose to the Jets, let's, let's, let's rest some of our starters. Because you're coming back and playing another game. Okay, I get that. If you're coming to play another game and you want to give your starters a rest, 
I understand that. Dallas did that last year, and I truly think it's why they lost, because they had that week off, then they had the bye week, so guys didn't play any real football for three weeks. It took them a while to get back in sync. They played Green Bay. Green Bay got too far ahead. I, I think that's why they lost. But that's just my opinion. I get it. If your team is still playing and you want to give some important players rest, because you, know, you, you can only dress so many players, so you can't rest all your starters. I get it. But other than that, the whole thought of not playing your starters is just stupid. And all you stupid Cowboys fans out there that um, that argued that with me, it was stupid. So I'm just going to say, okay. I apologize. I so, T, before you move on, man, I'm going to go ahead and take your stupid and I'm going to expand it all to some to some other folks who are here want them want their teams to just lose the last game so they can get a bad, better draft pick. Please understand, no matter what position your team select, they still got to pick a player that know how to play football and they can, they can actually develop on the NFL level. It is no guarantee that you have the top pick, second pick, the third pick overall, the fourth pick, or, or even that you're in the top ten that you are going to draft a player. I do not like to come turn on my TV Sunday and be like, yeah, come on, Bears, lose this game so we can get a higher draft pick. Ever like to watch my team lose. But I don't understand fans who wants to root in that direction and also not understanding that, hey, these dudes out here are playing for the jobs. You know, some of these cats, they're not guaranteed to be back with this team next year. They're playing their ass off because there's 31 other teams watching. There's 31 other other scouts from other teams watching. So my sentiments was, but your stupid needs to be expanded to a whole bunch of other folks other than Cowboys fans. Hey man, yeah. I'm I'm dude, bro. I I gotta get that 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 I don't I don't I don't I don't have it, um. But I gotta get that bruh sound effect. Got it on my phone, cause bruh, <laughs> like you hit it right on the right on the button. Let me see if I can. Let me see if it'll work. Hey man, let me let me see. Let me see. It ain't working. It's some boo. <laughs> Yeah, just you know, whenever you, whenever you, oh wait a minute, maybe it'll help if I turn my volume up on my phone. There it is. Yeah, I hear that. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. Hey, y'all ever watch the I'm Tyrone videos? The what videos? I'm Tyrone. None of you guys have seen oh, no, the I'm no. Oh my dude. <laughs> Listen, you do yourself a favor. Um you may you may not want to you know, if you guys got ladies in the vicinity, um I wouldn't suggest you do it, you know, do it on your own or do it put your headphones on or something. Go to YouTube and just search I'm Tyrone. Okay. And there's a whole mess of videos by this guy in the Phil. And funny and they're they're short, they're like fifteen seconds. Okay, but then he started doing some with with the bra in there too. But you, you, you just just go just do yourself a favor. Um, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so Panthers at the Saints. Um, I, I said I'd go first. I'm going with the Saints all the way. They actually are my Super Bowl pick um, for the NFC. Uh, I, I I've seen Cam up down up down. He is just not who we thought he was. Um, 
you know, I remember we, you know, K-Star came out the box and was putting him in the Hall of Fame, and I said, too early. And I think K-Star now has to say that I was right. Could Cam, you know, could could he still produce enough to get to the Hall of Fame? Sure he can. Um, is there any reasonable football person that thinks that's going to happen? No. His attitude isn't there. His work ethic isn't there. Um, you know, he he's the same person he was four years ago, except the league catches up to you. You can't be that same person. You've got to get better every year. You know, you've got to work on your craft. And all the reports are he just, you know, he, he just believes he's got so much God-given talent. And, hey, let's call it like it is. He actually does have a lot of God-given talent. I'm not saying the guy's a scrub. I'm just saying your game has to continue to improve. And I don't think – I think he's playing the same game he played four years ago, three years ago, okay? And that's not going to work in the NFL. It might have worked in high school. It might have worked in junior college. It might have worked in college, <laughs> you know, and it might have worked the first year or two in the NFL. But NFL going to catch up to you. And we see his up and down. He's got, he has a great week, then he has a crap week, then he has a great week. He's in his prime. You know, play 16 games, 12 of those games should be phenomenal. It wasn't the case this year. So I think until he wakes up and realizes how hard he really has to work to be that level of a quarterback, it'll be exactly what you got. You know, he'll, he'll win some games. But that game against Atlanta, he looked absolutely terrible. Poor Greg Olson. He's throwing Greg Olson the ball. Greg Olson is like, dude, <laughs> Where are you throwing the damn ball to? I mean, he looked terrible. He looked as bad as I've ever seen him. And that's how he's going into the playoffs next week against the Saints and that defense. And, oh, yeah, there's this guy named Breeze on the other hand, who really doesn't even have to do as much as traditional because he's got some beast back there running the ball. So I just I won't say it's going to get ugly. Um, I don't know which Panther team is going to show up. If, if Cam shows up and actually plays well, they're going to make it a game. But at the end of the day, the Saints are going to win. So I got the Saints all day and twice on Sunday. Oh, that is on Sunday. Okay, so twice Sunday. All right. Um, uh, K-Star. With all that Cam Newton slander, you would think that, you know, this isn't he, – he's not a winning quarterback or anything, that he doesn't have a career record of 62 and 45, um, which is uh, 57% win percentage, which is about nine wins per season. I mean, the guy has been – as much as you criticize him, a winning quarterback in the league, I don't see how the league's caught up to him. Certainly he has his bad days, last Sunday being one of them. But he's also a guy that's won MVP. He's also taken his team to the Super Bowl. He's also been more playoff relevant than one Drew Brees. I'm going to go with Cam Newton and the Panthers because I believe in Cam. And also, moreover, the Panthers have a really good defense, and I think that the strength, obviously, of the Saints is their ability to run the ball. But the Panthers' strength on defense is the run defense. So it's going to be a really interesting clash. It's going to be the third time they play amongst one, uh, each other. Um, so those could always go either way. But I'm going to lean towards the recent experience of Cam and, and the Panthers and going with Carolina. Man, let, me, let me just yeah. before I get the other guy. So, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Let me just nine wins a season. And, and you're applauding that from a guy who was an MVP, Heisman Trophy winner, played in a Super Bowl, and he's averaging nine wins a season, and you're complimenting that? You think that's noteworthy? I mean, Dak Prescott, uh, I, who has, that's, that's has no – who has, That's pretty good over six years, six-plus years in the league. I mean, Drew Brees 
Drew Brees, over the last five years, can't even touch what, what Cam Newton's done from, from a win-loss perspective, QB record perspective, but he's touted all the time as a full horseman. This is his first time in five years, guys, making the playoffs. So, yeah, let's not, uh, well, let's not just shit on his record. Well, wait, 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 wait. First of all, you need, you need to just – you need to go wash your mouth out with soap to talk bad about Drew Brees, who actually is a Super Bowl champion. Okay, who actually throws for 5,000 yards a year because the team had nothing else. And, oh, yeah, where Carolina boasts a defense, has Drew, Drew Brees has had nothing, has nothing. Any even little bit of relevance in New Orleans has been because of that superstar quarterback. Name, name, just go ahead and name anybody on the offense before this year that was relevant. Go ahead. Jimmy Graham, yeah, soft ass. They went to Seattle. How, how's that? How's that worked I mean, out? They're, for they're a young team. They're a young team. They just drafted Michael Who's Thomas last year, and he's a really good player. Uh, yeah, they had New to Orleans, rebuild offensively. Yeah, because they had to rebuild because they had nothing, and they rebuilt around a guy who's now thirty-eight years old, who has thrown for five thousand yards. How many years? Because he not just because he had to, because he could. Where no one else has done it for more than once. Come on, man! Don't you dare talk bad about Drew Brees and then try to put Cam Newton in the same conversation as Drew Brees and then say Cam Newton's been more playoff relevant. Way, when he wins a Super Bowl, then let's have a conversation. Way. Drew Brees is a Super Bowl champion. Super Bowl champion. Yeah, Drew Brees. I love Drew Brees. So here's also champion. the thing. You just bashed Cam's record. Um, at Drew Brees' winning percentage comes out to be 57%, which is a shade under nine. So right in the same ballpark range as okay, Cam. Team and winning so, percentage. You know, that's team money. Okay, well, I'm talking about quarterback performance. Yeah, I'm well, talking I'm, about quarterback listen. performance. I, what, did you watch the, the game Carolina against Atlanta? Panthers, who were the did Carolina you watch the game against Atlanta? Cam Newton went to town. And did you watch the game against Atlanta? He has taken that did team. Yeah, that's, that's one did you game. Watch game I thought Atlanta. it was bad. It was one game, but I'm talking about six so years. You, and Cam so, has been so, so, wait, wait, wait. So, that's the game that just happened. How can you come on here and defend that putrid performance? The only the only compliment I can give Cam Newton is he actually did a decent post game interview for a change after losing. He didn't walk off the podium right. with an attitude. Congratulations. That's because they have another game to play. Let's see what happens after they lose Saturday or Sunday. You're come right, on, man. Don't, 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 you, don't you do that. Don't you? I'm not gonna look at back. one game. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Nine. Nine wins, and you're and you're touting nine wins, nine wins. If you're touting, and you're Drew Brees, and you're, you're complimenting him because he's doing nine wins. Yeah, I'm okay. complimenting for turning around the franchise around, just like Drew Brees did in New Orleans. Like I said, he got Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl champion, not not just right. played in one Super Bowl champion. Okay, so let's yeah. let's let's move on because it's ridiculous. He's wasting my time, Cam Newton. I cannot wait for them to lose. Damn. Because what happened is Panthers gonna lose, and then K Star is gonna have to go to like, you know, he's got a trip to Germany or something that he's gonna. But I'll be back Wednesday, guys. I'm leaving Monday for Germany, but I'll be back Wednesday. Yeah, okay, whatever. All right, JP, who you got? Yeah, I picked the Saints to represent the NFC, and I'm gonna still stick with them. Yeah, hopefully they'll be able to pull off the trifecta. It's hard to beat the same team three times in the same season, but I picked the Saints before. I'm sticking with them, and um, yeah. I think the defense is going to be able to carry that team as well as the thunder and lightning that got in the backfield. And if those two don't work out and it's a shootout, I take Drew Brees over Cam Newton in a shootout. So I'm still going to go with the Saints. Okay. Dr. Train. 
Man, you know, I wanted to wanted to try to ride with them Panthers, but after looking look, researching these teams during the regular season, uh, the Saints won both meetings, and this will be the third. Um, they have a really nice one-two punch. They actually have a defense. The last time they had a defensive player played this well, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, and and the way Carolina finished the season, man, all you had to do was beat Atlanta, and Atlanta was done. You, you would guarantee you would not see them again in the playoffs. And I think, you know, you got to kind of put your best football forward there to make sure you don't get a division rival meeting you later on in the playoffs. And they didn't, so Atlanta's in. Uh, with that, I, I, I'm going to lean towards the Saints at home. And, and let me just add one more thing, one more the, the winner, but I do believe the winner of this contest, if you know, if Panthers are good enough to win this, I believe the winner of this contest represents the NFC in the in the, in the play in the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. Um, let me just uh, use the Saints train. Okay. All right. Um. Last topic and MVP. Before we do MVP, I, I want to um, uh, I want to touch on something. And um, so there's a there's a website there's a web there's a page on Facebook called Cowboys Family. It's run by um, this couple. I think one of them actually works at the Star uh, in Dallas, so they actually work for the Cowboys organization. Um, and the, the, the page has got about 44,000 members. Um, I'd say 43,000 of them are delusional and there's about a thousand that actually posts up that makes sense. Um, but I ran into a post on Christmas Eve that, um, really, really, you know, to, to be totally honest, brought tears to my eyes. Um, so apparently and I and I I, I, you know, I haven't heard from this family, but I, I did comment that I was going to mention it on the show. Uh, if they're listening, great. If they're not, I still think it's the right thing to do. Um, so the gentleman's name is Doug Little. And apparently Doug, um, huge Cowboy fan, and apparently Doug lost his son um, very young. Um, son was born April 22nd and died June 21st. So, uh, you know, the, the, the baby boy was two months old. I don't know any details around what happened. I have, I have got no information. But the reason I know this is because Doug Little um, posted a picture of, and posted this on Christmas Eve, of the headstone of his son. And, you know, I tout myself as being, um, you know, not only the number one Dallas Cowboy fan in the world, but also a reasonably smart cowboy fan. You know, I'm I'm realistic. You know, I don't have to show my loyalty by getting a tattoo or wearing cowboys gear every day. Although I do have enough gear that I can wear a lot. But you know, I, I I'm loyal, but I'm also a football fan. Um, and I'm always flooded by delusional fans. And I've listened to people talk about how they're such huge fans, and I just laugh at them. This is one gentleman 
that I've got to say, I, I think he's got me beat. Um, his son's name, this was the name of his son. Now, I want to remind you again, son passed away, two months old. This is the name. His son's name is Daxon Elliot Little. Okay? Daxon Elliot Little is the name of his son. The tombstone has a star, and the little boy was buried in the father's 88 Des Bryant jersey. Now, you know, to, to see that on Christmas Eve, you know, I, you know, it touched me. And to think of someone that is so dedicated to their squad that they named their son after, you know, two of the stars of the team buried their son in a, you know, Des Bryant jersey. I heard a, a story in Philly of a little boy that had cancer that Carson Wentz went to meet. And the kid, you know, actually ended up passing away. He was around 12 years old, and he was buried in Carson Wentz's jersey. And I saw when they interviewed Carson, and they asked him, did he know? And he said, no, I didn't know. And they told him during the interview that the kid was buried in his jersey. And Carson was like, oh, I didn't know that. And Carson, like, cried, like, right then and there. I thought that was the most touching thing I had ever seen until this. Um and, you know, so to the little family, certainly from everyone here in the Madden Voice, again, as I said on the, on the Cowboys family page, um, our condolences. I, I have kids, um, you know, all of us except for Dr. Train currently have kids, um, but we all know how it is to love and to lose someone that we love and can't even imagine how that must have felt. Um, but, you know, the loyalty that you show this franchise and this team, um, man, I, I think you got me beat, brother. So I hope the Cowboys uh, next year can do something to honor your son's memory. I really hope next year you can really sit back and, and have conversations with your son about what the Cowboys did, particularly Dak and Zeke, since your son was named after him. So, again, very touching R.I.P. to your son, Daxon Elliot Little, and um, you know uh, that's that's it. All right, I, uh, that's that's it. I got I got nothing else on that one, guys. Um, so last topic before we get on out of here, guys. MVP, MVP, MVP. Who do you guys have as your MVP? And we talked about this. But, you know, it's been one more week, and so now that's it. You know, postseason don't matter, 16 regular season games or less if you're going with some of the other guys that have been thrown around. Uh, let's start with Dr. Train because he wasn't here last week to give his thoughts. So who you got? Who would be your MVP? Just know before I answer this, this is my why the one award that I least like to really talk about because it's the most annoying. <laughs> because it's not really MVP, it's the best quarterback. <laughs> That's really what it is. So if you want to say best quarterback, only because really I, I would I would love to give it to Carson Wentz. Not anybody. Sorry, Eagles wouldn't be where they were if it wasn't for Carson Wentz. Okay. Um, JB. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a good choice. I'm still going to stick with Brady. Uh, quarterback-driven league. He's been 
playing average, like T said, but still they, they continue to be the top seed in their conference, and he's obviously a, a huge part of that. So I'm going to go with Brady. Okay. As if I need to ask, but K-Star, I just can't imagine who you would have as your um, MVP. Uh, I mean, I would love for Antonio Brown to have been the MVP. He deserved it. One problem is he got hurt, and as a wide receiver, he needed some really earth-shattering numbers, which he was on pace to have over 1,900 yards on the year, over 14 touchdowns. But unfortunately, uh, that did not happen. He got hurt. So with that said, I'm actually going with Todd Gurley. Um, the Rams are a team that completely turned it around. Todd Gurley last year was ineffective, and you saw the, the Rams just took him as high as they did a few years ago for this purpose, for this uh, specific desire. And Todd Gurley on a week-to-week basis has been uh, – it's hard to find someone that's been more consistent than him. Um, so when you combine the turnaround – when you combine the fact that his week-to-week consistency and, and overall dominance this year, I'm going with Todd Gurley. Um, if Carson Wentz had finished the season or even got to 15 games, because we we know the last game he probably wouldn't have played, I'd go with I'd go with him. Um, he certainly did enough to um, be considered. I just think when you you know, I think 12 just isn't enough. You got to play 15. Um, so that that would be my only reason to not go with Carson Wentz. The only reason, and and I understand some of his numbers, like his touchdowns, or whatever, are still better than everybody. And he hasn't played the last three weeks, so that that is an argument for Carson. But um, and you know, Gurley has certainly, man. Um, yeah, I went back and relooked at his stats and looked at when Adrian Peterson won, and you know, God, they're in the same discussion. Um, but I, I just think that we get. And I said this last week, and I'll say it again. You know, we, you know, it's the LeBron syndrome. It's the Michael Jordan syndrome. It's, you know, when someone is so great and they just do it all the time, it lulls us to sleep a bit, and we just get kind of used to it. And I think Michael could have been an MVP. You know, I think he, I don't remember how many he won, four, maybe three, four um, MVPs, five, I don't know. Um, probably could have won eight, nine um, you know, same thing with LeBron. I mean, we, we saw Steph Curry come in and, and celebrated, and, and for a little while, everyone was calling Steph Curry the best player in the NBA. I didn't get it. There was no way he ever was the best player in the NBA. Best shooter in the NBA, yes. Best player in the NBA? No. That title has been LeBron James for the last 10 years, um, and it's going to be LeBron James again this year, period, and the discussion. Don't even, don't even throw Kevin Durant in my face. It, it, no. Um, now, will KD get it in the next couple of years? Maybe after LeBron declines, but that's a different sport. Um, in football, I mean, even though I have said Brady is on the decline over the last several weeks, he's coming from such a high level. <laughs> you know, it's not like, you know, he still, he's still, you know, can win. You know, we saw Peyton Manning drop off, have a season where he threw nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions and still managed to go win a Super Bowl. So Brady can still get it done. Um, and at 40 years old to be doing what he's done, I just, I'd have to, you know, not by much, but I'd have to go with Brady and I could see the argument for Carson Wentz certainly can see it for Todd Gurley. Um, you know, Brown, had he played the whole season or 15 games or so, 
certainly there's a discussion there, but you know, it's you know, a wide receiver is it's just I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, you know, I don't believe Jerry Rice was ever MVP. And if Jerry Rice was never MVP with a twenty two thousand yard career, um, and the stuff that he was doing when the NFL was not a passing league like it is today. Uh, I, you know, I don't think anyone will do it. And then certainly Antonio Brown is, you know, he's, he's, he's the, he's the dude, but, um, yeah, I, I've got to go with Brady. I got to go with Brady. So that's, that's and by the way, AB led the league this year in receiving assignments in two games by over 200 yards. It was on fire this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you better worry about whether he's going to be healthy for the playoffs. I'm worried. Yeah, I am. Thank you. And you should be. And you should be. <laughs> all right. Um, that's about all we got, guys. So uh final thoughts. Let's go to uh well, let's go to K Star. Final thoughts. The season's come and went. It was certainly interesting. Um, just a couple of fun facts. You know, there were twenty five uh one thousand yard receivers a year ago. This year there were only fourteen. The passing percentage dropped from 61 to 59 percent, and points were down by a point and a half. So this year, definitely the the product wasn't as good offensively. Um, I'm not really sure what the reason is. I think injuries had to do with it, but definitely not the best year in the NFL. But um, I'm happy the Steelers are in the playoffs, and uh, overall, still love definitely still love the game, and uh, looking forward to the next year and and this postseason. Okay. JV. Uh, I hate to see the regular season over just because of the, the, the thrill of, of getting to this point, but we are here at this point now. And, um, you know, 12 of the 32 teams remaining, there's going to be some upsets and there's going to be some other things that are going to shake out. The, the story is still in the process of being written. So it should be a, a fantastic ending. Still, football is the number one sport in America, and it's probably going to show itself even more so. It's going to be an interesting playoff set season, especially with this regular season being so out of sorts and so unpredictable. So I, I expect to see that level of unpredictability continue on, and I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens next. All right. Mm, Dr. Train. Well. Another season's over with. Chicago's still sitting at home on the couch. It's awesome. But <laughs> if Brian Erlacher gets in as a first-time Hall of Fame ballot, that would be kick-ass. I think he deserves it. But he's one of the 15 or 18 or how many finalists they have. So 15. that's all we got left. Uh, and there was a good round of college football championships that was on yesterday. Oh, yeah. Well, at least the first game was, Wow. Uh, I, I, I can honestly say, now that I got a chance to see see him play, uh, Baker Mayfield, I don't think the dude is bad. Um, uh, he, he's definitely got to learn how to stand in the pocket a little stronger. Uh, but he looked, de- he looked decent. The Oklahoma defense did not look so decent. <laughs> um, but it would be interesting to see Alabama go up against Georgia for this for this championship because you're talking about a team that two and Georgia got two mean running backs. I mean, them boys are fast. Oh, my gosh. They got a nice one-two punch going up against Alabama, who took a minute, but um, 
that that game quickly got out of hand by the second half dealing with Clemson. So looking forward to the uh to the championship game. Just looking forward to the next season all together. But gotta get through these playoffs first. Yep. Yep. Um I have one question and I meant to touch on the, the that that Georgia Oklahoma game was, was was some game. Um that was one of the yeah. best um college games I've ever seen. And I don't watch a lot of college football like my brother, but I did watch that game and oh my god, what a game. Um but I wanna ask Jason to just explain one thing because I heard something that, that actually made a lot of sense um as they're questioning the BCS format, and now they're saying now that the, the question is, you know, Georgia was actually penalized because Georgia actually played one extra game, and yet they're playing Alabama, who didn't have to play that extra game. And there's thoughts like, okay, there's a problem with the system. Both SEC teams, there's a problem because this team has actually put in one extra game, so. Think about wear and tear and college athletes and all of that. You know, it's it's not fair because you got thirteen and one playing twelve and one for for the title. Jay, can you can you just explain? And I figure you'd know this off the top of your head how we got to that point where Georgia actually played an extra game over uh, Alabama. Well, it was the um, SEC championship game. That's the difference. And, and there was the SEC champion of the East plays the SEC champ of the West for the outright uh, champion of that particular conference. And because Auburn beat, I think it was, I'm not trying to remember who, it was Auburn has beat Bama. Uh, that's, no, no, Georgia beat Auburn, so that's why they're the winner. Uh, and I think Auburn beat Bama, and that's why they were kicked out. So uh, that's how Georgia was able to play one more game than Bama. They just made it to the SEC conference championship. Bama didn't. Okay. Do you do you agree with that that um kind of position that it kind of comes back and bites Georgia in the butt? No. No, I don't think so. And and I'll tell you why. They've got about a month in between to heal up. So uh you you're talking about a one week's difference over a span of a month. I, I don't believe in that at all. And if that were to play a part in it then that should factor in who's going to be the four teams in the in the playoffs. And, and I think that was the point. Have... But I think that was the point. As you know, Alabama, a lot of people thought Alabama would be on the outside looking in. So I think that was yeah, kind of I, the point. Yeah, and I didn't see that. I, I had a feeling Bama was going to get in there because they just happened to lose at the wrong time. They've been consistently one of the best, if not the best team in the country over the entire season. So uh, to see them at number four didn't surprise me at all. If they were at number three, that would have been a surprise. If they were at number five, that would have been a surprise. But I, I had them, in my opinion, I thought four was the right spot to put them in. But, no, I don't I don't agree with, with uh, these assessments of saying that Georgia's penalized because they, they won the, their division or their, their conference and they had the extra game to play because if they had lost, they wouldn't be in this playoff to begin with. So I, I just don't agree with it. Okay. Fair enough. All right. All right. Um, my my final thoughts are: first of all, congratulations to To for making it again. Um, I don't care who else gets in. If To doesn't get in this year, his third year, 
I don't care that Randy Moss is in his first year and Ray Lewis and I, I don't care. It's 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 still the most ridiculous thing I've seen in the Pro Bowl. Other well, Charles Haley taking so long to get in. It's pretty close to this, but you know, it's stupid. T.O. needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Period. Now this whole thing about he's 44 and he could he could still run a 4-3 and he could still play pro football. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Um, you know, he's a phenom, but I think his days are over. Um, it's Carson Palmer who has retired. Um, good luck to Carson Palmer. Waiting here on what Fitzgerald's going to do. Um, but Carson Palmer did retire, for those of you who, you know, may have not caught that news today. Um, so anyway, congratulations to T.O. and congratulations to all the 15 finalists. Uh, we'll hear during Super Bowl time who actually are the final selections into the Hall of Fame. A lot of people are saying Ray Lewis is a shoe-in and uh, Randy Moss is a shoe-in, but we'll see. We'll see. So listen, the regular season's over. It comes, it goes quick. It's done. It's playoff time. You know, enjoy it. I mean, now, you know, all the games are on TV until for the next uh, five weeks. We've got football every week, and then we've got the Super Bowl, and then it's over. And then we've got probably another month or so of really cold weather, and then we get to look forward to uh, slowly getting it towards spring. So uh, that's, the, that's the one good news about football ending. When football begins, we're getting into the cold weather. When football ends, we're 30 to 45 days away from it starting to warm up. So, and I love me some outdoor weather. So enjoy the games. I want to thank my co-hosts. Great. It's nice to have a full crew here tonight. Man, that was good. I enjoyed that. You know what I'm saying? So we will be back here next Tuesday night, same time, talk about the playoffs, talk about any other um, coaching, you know, changes or any other, uh, any other news in the NFL that pops up. And uh, make our predictions for next week as we approach uh, the Super Bowl. So for Dr. Train, for K-Star, and for JB, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you watch the playoffs because the playoffs, all feuds will be settled on the field. See you next week. Good night, everybody. (laughs) 